This is The Win, special edition raw, where I share my personal stories of failures and successes as a serial entrepreneur, my views on how to start and grow a business using today's top online marketing and sales strategies. So welcome to The Win, raw with me, your host, Heather Havenwood. Are you over 45, 60? Are you relying on the traditional medical field to help you feel great and get you back to a balanced body? Good luck with that. At e2lab.com, Dr. Don Salio got sick of people complaining about bloating, inflammation, and feeling sluggish. He has created unique, potent, and powerful non-pharmaceutical supplements to help the body rebalance, detox, and get back to being healthy. Go to e2lab.com, getting you back to healthy and balanced. Hi, everyone. Welcome to The Win with Heather Havenwood. Oh my gosh, this is going to be an exciting solo episode. And, uh, you know, I'm going to be talking about today something I, I work with with my clients. As a performance and marketing coach and a high performance marketing coach, I work with clients that are what I call already successful in their business and life. And they come to me and saying, hey, maybe my uh, business, maybe their business is like, not 100% growing like they want them to, or they are, um, they're growing, but not at the pace that they want to grow. And so they work, they want to look at their marketing and sales. And so that I work with them on how to what I call be a upper grade level high performer, like basically a better performer and entrepreneurship because entrepreneurship, believe it or not, is not for the faint of heart. It's not. It's not for the faint of heart. And you can read all the articles you want. You can watch all the YouTube videos you want. But at the end of the day, entrepreneurship is a direct correlation. And the business is a direct correlation to the actual entrepreneur, meaning the level of the performance. Okay, so I'm going to go into that a little bit today. And something that came up with one of, actually, a couple of my clients recently, almost all my clients actually going through this right now, which is kind of interesting. So they come to me usually what I call in phase one, saying, hey, I need help in my marketing, or hey, I need help in my sales. My revenue is not as much as big as I want it to. And so, of course, they jump on the train called, oh, I need to do marketing and sales, which is great. But now they're all in like this phase two, which is super exciting because again, remember entrepreneurship is not for the faint of heart. And as a marketing and performance coach myself, people come to me when business is either steady or slowing down. Okay. So I just wanted to get you the, the, the world of that. And then they think all I really want is more clients and more momentum. And then after a short time working with me, this happens like 99% of the time, if they take my coaching, that's a key, right? If they take the coaching, they do it. The coach is asking them to do, which is me. They all of a sudden get a huge movement in their business, meaning new clients. One client I have coming on right now, she's like, oh my God, I had 23 leads, new leads come in in one week, right? So what she did was is email me and go, hey, all that stuff's working. Now I don't need you. I'm going to take you off my plate. And another client right now who's kind of going through that too, they just closed a huge deal with Nike. And then all of a sudden these new opportunities have come up and constantly traveling, moving around and whatnot. And the first thing they want to do is what I call, oh, thank you, coach. You did that. Take me off the plate. And I say, wait a minute, hold on. That's not it. Because now you're in phase two. Woo. 
hold up. Because if you have the train moving, right, and you ha- you brought on a coach to help you get the train moving, and now you're going from 30 miles an hour to 60 miles an hour, 80 miles an hour, you're tra- the train is moving momentum. The last thing you want to do is what I call take things off your plate. Okay, so I want to give you a scenario here that I think is so important. And um, I was telling a girlfriend of mine this, and she started to giggle because she totally understood. So just imagine... And this is the difference between men and women entrepreneurs, okay? So just imagine you have uh, two women and they're uh, they're having coffee and they're chit-chatting about business and life and the entrepreneur says to her friend, oh my gosh, I'm so overwhelmed. I have all these new clients coming on. I even can't manage it. I usually get to the leads in a day and it's taking me two or three days to get to the leads. Oh my gosh, I don't know what to do. And the girlfriend says to her, you are so stressed. You need to take some things off your plate. And then the girlfriend goes, yeah, you're right. I need to take some things off your my plate. Okay, scenario two. You have two men and they're buddies and one's an entrepreneur and they're having a brewski at the end of the day. And then one guy goes, man, I got all these new clients coming in the door. I got all these new opportunities coming in the door. I'm totally um, stressed out, but I'm also like there's all this stuff going on, you know, I think I need to hire two new assistants this week. And the other guy goes, yeah, that sounds cool. Okay, I am telling you that's what happens. Women have this idea, if I'm stressed, take things off my plate. And as a performance coach, what I say to you is, one cannot expand if they keep taking things off their plate, they only expand by adding things on the plate. So what this means is you have to go from creation and movement to managing, right? And really expanding yourself. And though that's what I want to talk to you about today. Yay. So the first thing in the, in the men and women, I'm, I want to bring that up because it usually is gender, but at the end of the day, it's two different mentalities. Okay. So I want to make sure that you understand the difference that I'm not bashing women or men or either one, but it is a, it is very society synced that women have this, Oh, you're stressed. Take things off your plate, get smaller. And men go, Oh my God, there's so much going on. I need to hire some assistants, <laughs> right? So I can not do all this stuff that they can do more stuff and I could do less. That's how, you know, people, that's how, you know, real entrepreneurs should be thinking men or women. And so if you look at both of those people's businesses a year from now, who do you think is going to be expanding or bigger in a year? You know, it's going to be the one who basically hires or delegates the other person. Okay. So I want to keep that in mind. Okay. So again, the tutor thing is to do is take things off your plate. And I say, No, don't do that. You expand as a leader or as a manager or as a business owner, the more you add and manage. Okay. It's not only about delegation. It's about expanding your systems, blocking your time from time vampires, setting up systems that are making sound decisions based on data and facts. I'm going to go into that. Okay. All right. So taking the, what I call counterintuitive approach, which is Adding and keeping things on the plate, keeping the momentum of the train at 16, 80, 90 miles an hour, keeping up with the momentum and the movement and upgrading how you live your day to day. Here are some five tips, okay? Tip number one, tame the interruptions. Did you know the average business owner is interrupted once every eight minutes? Think about it. 
Every business owner is interrupted every eight minutes. How can that business owner start to actually manage and create if they're constantly being interrupted? Okay, so this is about you as a business owner saying no more permitting interruptions. They have to be stopped. What does that mean? Don't answer the phone. Turn off the ringer. Turn off the text. Yep. If they can't find you, they can't interrupt you. All right. Schedule when you answer texts and emails. Get busy and be obvious that you are busy. <laughs> you know, there's a thing here called WeWork. And uh, WeWork here is like as a co-collaborative place where you can go and, you know, um, be around other entrepreneurs. And it's a really cool concept. And the, the what's interesting about the offices, though, is everything's glass, you can see windows and glass, you can see into their offices, and they can see into yours. So that means if you're sitting at your desk, you can literally have people walking by constantly, and they can constantly see you and you can see them. But think about all those interruptions, and you're having to uh, do software development, or you're writing a blog post, and you constantly have these interruptions. So I mean, I love the idea of WeWork, but I don't think it's the best place necessarily for creation and entrepreneurship. And you, if you are one of those there, I, I know it's amazing. But again, you have to really make sure that you're taming, you tame the interruptions, which brings me to the next piece, number two, the dark side of instant communication. You've got to become a steel curtain. Learn the difference between your friends and VIP clients, and then just clients. So you have clients, you got VIP clients, and then you have your friends, right? Or then you have your vendors. So you got to make sure that you really create a steel curtain because there's a dark side to instant communication. Instant communication tells people you're instantly always available. And that means that they don't have to prepare and they could be emotionally talking to you or emotionally triggered by something and in the moment thinking about something versus actually saying, I'm going to meet with this person in two weeks from now at 8am. And I have to literally make a list of all the things I need to talk about then because it's my only time to talk about the talk to them in, in two weeks or in a week. And that's not how our society is right now. But that doesn't mean you have to mirror where our society is. You don't always have to be in instant communication. As a business owner, we think our job is to be available to our team. And there is an essence to that because that's where we lead. But that doesn't mean that we don't we don't have a steel curtain. That doesn't mean always, always, always be available. Okay, so I call it the dark side of instant communication. Uh, there's a cartoon that I saw recently. So um, there's a, a guy and girl there at a bar, right? And you ever seen those uh, those 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 things you put around a dog's um, neck? The real look at look at lamp curtain or lampshade around the neck of a dog so they don't bite at themselves if they have surgery. So in the cartoons, a man and woman, and there's a man with this lampshade looking thing around his neck. And the woman's looking at him like really weird. Like, what is that? She's like, oh, so it's so that I don't look at my phone every two minutes. <laughs> and I just love that because it's true. Um, I think the stat nowadays is even way more than just every two minutes we're looking at our phones. It's it's pretty intense. So even though you might be a millennial and you might be young and you're used to that instant communication, you have to realize that inside instant communication, the dark side of that is that your brain doesn't have the opportunity to actually problem solve, right? You've got to un, um, 
basically um, unplug from the instant communication to allow your brain to think, to create a, basically solve a problem of a challenge. Um, that That's where things happen, not always inside of instant communication. Okay, so just, just notice that. Okay, so number three, I call the dog trainer. <laughs> Learning to train your employees, your vendors and your clients. Okay, now this is interesting because I, I do this myself. I teach people how to interact with me. There's an old saying in a psychology setting that we train people on how to treat us. So if we have someone that's not training us very well or feeling disrespected, you know, there's a couple things. One, never stay where your presence is not valued. That's one element. The other element is um, never stay where your presence is not valued. But the other one is how are you training them to treat you? We do that. We train people on how to treat us. It's, it's so true. As relationships, as vendors, as employees. You know, we along the, somewhere in the middle, the beginning of the relationship, we set it up that it's okay to treat us a certain way. The other piece of that is um, my, a friend of mine saying, you say to me, never stay where your presence is not valued. Okay. And that could be in vendor relationships, by the way, where you're paying them to do something or employees like you as a, the, the entrepreneur, your presence as the employee employer is not even valued to your employee. Get them out of there. Right. So it's what I call the dog trainer mentality. A friend of mine, girlfriend, Heather, she's amazing. She has years and years and years and years of psychology. And now she's a dog trainer. And I reached out to her. I was like, why are you doing that? She goes, because when you're working with, with what they call doctor as a dog trainer, dogs, you're really not working with the dog, right? You're working with the human being. You're training the human being on how to work with the dog, right? Because the dog, the all dogs or animals have the same kinds of, um, you know, desires on a, you know, on a base level. We as human beings have to understand that so that we can then work with that. So uh, I love the dog trainer. Train your, learn to train your employees and your vendors and your clients on how to get a hold of you or how not to get a hold of you. Um, how their job, their job is to be a hundred percent, hundred percent available to you when you need it, not the other way around. All right, cool. All right. So let's see. That's, uh, that's number three. Number four, fight to link everything to a goal. Okay. What I mean by that is when you're in a meeting, well, and I'm real big on like what I call not doing meetings upon meetings upon meetings. When you're in a meeting, when you're on a phone call, when you're, um, doing a, a blog post what is the goal here? What's the intention? What, what's, where is this moving your business? Does this feed your confusion or strengthen your clarity of your business? That is a question I ask myself all the time. Does this feed my confusion or strengthen my clarity in my business? Doing this podcast, does it feed my confusion or strengthen my clarity? Writing a blog post for a big publication, does it feed your confusion or strengthen your clarity? Okay. So find the link to everything, F fight, fight to link everything to a goal. Okay. Live by your calendar. This is a big one. And if you look at my calendar, everything's blocked by time, right? I literally live by my calendar. I, but what I call 
I do what my calendar says. <laughs> my calendar says you're checking email now. I go check email. If your my calendar says you're walking the dog now, I go walk the dog. My calendar says now go to the gym. I go to the gym. Like I literally live my calendar. I let my calendar be the boss, right? And I place in my calendar that everything that I want to have done, completed, and tasked. I use the calendar as the task master not just the list, okay? There's a list and then there's placing blocks of time inside the calendar. It's called living by your calendar. I literally wake up when my calendar says I wake up, okay? And then I go, like for my, for my, my morning ritual is I wake up, um, I go downstairs and I go right on the treadmill <laughs> before I, <coughs> sorry, eat breakfast before I do anything. I get on the treadmill for 30 minutes. So that's what I do. Then it says to go walk the dog. I go walk the dog. Then I come back and I eat breakfast because that's what it says to do. Then I go take a shower and get dressed because that's what it says to do. And then I get my day started because that's what it says to do. I literally live my calendar. When it tells me to go work out at one o'clock, I leave my house at 1250. I get in the car. I go work out at one o'clock and boom, 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 on it goes. So I want you to really get that concept some people go, oh, look, I'm, I'm free as a bird. I'm, an, I'm a solo entrepreneur. I can do anything I want to do. I'm like, wrong answer. You've got to live and breathe by your calendar. All right. So now this next one's called talk dirt, talk data to me. Just kidding. Talk dirty to me. Okay. Talk data to me. Now I love this concept. It's a friend of mine gave me this concept years and years ago. She's like, if you're going to expand your business, especially if you work from home or you work in a virtual setting and you have people all over the country, sometimes the world that work for you, with you, part-time, um, on contract, whatever, you want to create that your mission control and your job is to what I call get data. So imagine you've seen those movies, right, with NASA and mission control and there's all these computers and there's all these people that are typing into the computers and there's always this like one main person, like the main dude or growl asking questions. What's going on here? Put this on the screen, right? What they're doing is constantly getting data. What's interesting about mission control and NASA is that they're controlling a spaceship that's you know, thousands of miles away and it launches from Florida and mission control is in Texas. So again, they're never even touching the actual thing they're controlling. So just imagine that for a second, because when I started taking that on that coaching of like my world is mission control and the job of employees and vendors and people that work for me or contractors is to give me data, right? then things started to really alter in how I manage things. That's why I have four online businesses at this time, because I manage data, all right? And sometimes I call people on the carpet. Recently, this week, someone who works for me, who's a web, like a web person, I've known her for many years. Um, she's now kind of with me more, for me, more of a full-time, but for her part, it's part-time. And um, I called her out. I said, hey, I just looked at the work that you asked me to look at to approve or not approve. And like, look, I'm going to call you out on this. I know this is sloppy work for you. And I'm not even going to acknowledge all the different things that are wrong with it. I'm, I'm clear you can do better than this. And I'm just going to call you out. It's sloppy work. And I wasn't sure how she's going to respond. And she responded, 
you're right. It was totally sloppy. I know I could do better than that. Right. And she's just, so she's back on the feed and probably going to give me something really better to look at. So part of this is managing the data and then pushing back and going, Hey, this isn't going to work. Go get the better data and come back to me when it's done. That's where you train your staff to send you information data. So you became much in control and you start making decisions based on information data and data. Okay. The last one is really interesting to me because it's a time success principle of every single person I think that's successful in life. And that's called punctuality. All right. And that's being where you are supposed to be when you said you're going to be there. It's also called integrity, doing what you said you're going to do when you're going to do it without exception, without excuses every time. Punctuality provides personal power. Punctuality and integrity provides personal power and success. A person reveals a great deal about him or herself with their punctuality or lack of punctuality. See, respecting your time is one thing respecting or disrespecting my time or another person's time is a true test of a person with integrity or no integrity integrity okay look successful people like really successful people they're constantly judging others based on their word their punctuality right they have their own little ways they're always looking to judge or assess another person what they call reading cold reading all right a warm reading And you can do the same. You feel free. But by all means, judge. But know that you will be judged too. So the the point of that is don't throw a rock in a a glass house, okay? If you're going to judge others on their punctuality and integrity, yours better be pristine first. Judge yourself on your own punctuality, on your own integrity. And then you can call people out on theirs. That's... It's, it's, that's really a golden rule, okay? And here's what I say in conclusion. In conclusion, I urge every business owner, every solo entrepreneur, every independent business contractor to expand, to grow, to take on big things and make sure you're personally upgrading your life, your systems, your mindset to go along with it. And something I want to leave you with, which is a really interesting stat, Okay, that um, is a stat by a book, Book of the Times by Leslie Alderman, that the average worker is interrupted every three minutes and 50 seconds. That means 44% of of these are self-interrupted, self-interruption, and 56% of those are inflicted by others. That means 137 interruptions in one eight-hour workday by the average worker. Don't be an average worker. Be a successful entrepreneur. And the way you do that is to, again, be punctual and be an integrity. Talk data to me. Find a way to get people to give you the right data. Block your time and live by your calendar. Fight to link everything to a goal. Train people around you on how to treat you don't always be with be available inside the instant communication world and tame the interruptions. 
All right, this is Heather Havenwood with The Win. Check us out at heatherhavenwood.com forward slash podcast, as well as iHeartRadio, Google Play, iTunes, BizTalk Radio, and Talk Radio Network. Are you a business owner that has a website but not tech savvy? Do you feel like a hostage to your web guy? The better question is, do you have a money funnel so people come to your page and give you money while you sleep? No? Then go watch free video at heathermakesyoumoney.com. Imagine having a money site, not a website, for your self-published book, e-commerce products, local practitioners like chiropractors or lawyers. Get a money site, not a website. Go watch free video at heathermakesyoumoney.com. Have you ever wanted to stop swapping your time for money? Ever wanted to leverage your expertise by selling your knowledge to hundreds of people? I call that smart. And now you can easily and effortlessly, without a web guy, create memberships, online courses, coaching programs, Go to heatherhavenwood.com forward slash thinkific. Start making money off what you know today. Go to heatherhavenwood.com forward slash thinkific.